Hello and welcome to Wise Children's Detention with me, Emma Rice. Apart from the odd controversy, I am primarily known for the work that I put on stage. This work is the result of actors, designers, stage managers, administrators, technicians, makers and producers all working together to tell a story. To discover these inner workings of wise children, we're going to go deep into how a theatre company, our theatre company, actually works. And we're not just going to explore how the work gets on stage, but literally how it gets there. Who's driving the truck and who's paying for it? It would be an easy assumption to make that one day I have an idea and, after some casting and rehearsal, it's on stage and you can book a ticket to see it. In fact, for those ideas to even start to become a reality, there has to be a structure to enable them. And at its core, that's what a theatre company is. A skilled and strategic team that enables great theatre. There are many types of theatre company. There are the big, publicly funded organisations that have companies within their buildings, such as the National Theatre and the RSC. Then there are the big West End commercial producers, such as Cameron Mackintosh or Sonia Friedman. There are the smaller buildings with companies attached, like Coventry Belgrade or the Bristol Old Vic. And then there are companies like Wise Children that are set up to tour to these regional venues. And we're not alone. There's a gang of us pounding up and down the M5. Knee-high, of course, frantic assembly, headlong, complicite, pains plough and many others. Now, theatre, as you can imagine, is a very expensive industry to be in. Creating a new show is costly. You've got to pay people not just to perform in it, but also to operate it, manage it, design it and build it. There are equipment rentals for sound and lighting, video, wardrobe and automation, travel costs, transportation costs, and that's just us. The theatre we're visiting also has its own costs, like rent, rates, staffing, marketing, box office, cleaners, ushers, bar staff. All the normal, sexy costs of running a business that's reliant on people coming through its doors. Yes, theatre is costly, but it's also risky. Whilst it's true that we are supported by the Arts Council, in order to survive, and for the Arts Council's support to be worthwhile, we must be able to fund, sustain and invest in our own work and in ourselves. This means that we have to generate income, which in turn means we have to sell tickets to our shows. That's where you come in and it all starts to make sense. In order to make this giant game of maths and money work and to allow me to make the kind of shows I dream of, we often choose to partner with other organisations like York Theatre Royal or The Old Vic in London. This means that rather than one company putting in all the money to make a show, and remember this can run into hundreds of thousands of pounds, several partners can put money in to share the risk, but also to share the excitement and the ownership. Big commercial shows work in a similar way with groups of investors capitalising the costs, but on this touring circuit, our partners are normally some of the theatres that we will visit. Remember, the aim of most theatre companies is not to make money, but rather not to lose any, whilst we're telling our exciting stories. There's a joke which explains that the quickest way to make a million in theatre is to start with two million. So, whilst I'm thinking out ways to make Nora and Dora Chance fly, 
or how to turn a Chagall painting into real life, my brilliant team at Wise Children HQ are equally planning and plotting the hows, the whos and the whats. I thought it was time to introduce you to the Wise Children team. I'm Poppy Keeling. I'm the executive producer at Wise Children. I'm Matt Lister. I'm the administrator. I'm Judith Dimond. I'm the executive director. So I suppose the first question is, what on earth do you all do? Matt. I suppose long in advance of a show going into rehearsals, we spend a lot of time getting things organised. Um, there are a variety of schedules that need creating. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, with a cast of 16 and a wider production team, takes it up to nearly 30 people, I guess. And at the administrator, because we're a brand new company, you've also set up a lot of our systems, haven't you? Yeah, set, setting up all, all the IT, everyone's emails, um, and those things that take forever, although they're very important and simple, or seem simple. Well, they're not simple to me. Yeah, but they... Um, yeah, so, so there has been a lot of that. And it's been fun getting up to speed very quickly from April to our first R&D in May. Um, it all happened really quickly. So there's been working on the show alongside working on making the company tick over. And now that we've got more staff, it's becoming bigger and bigger. So Judith and Poppy, you've worked together before, haven't you? We have. We have worked at a company called Complicity for a long time. And Poppy's very much in the office in Bristol. And Judith, I think you're like our... I'm the international yes. London rep. <laughs> and we you have... had to set up a company from start, which Matt was setting up all the systems. And then there's making a show, and this is a really ambitious show, and Poppy's absolutely at the helm of that one. But then there's the strategic planning of the next five, ten, let's five, say, yes. 40 years yeah. to go. Tell us a little bit, describe a day. Describe one of your days, Poppy Keeling. One of my days in the Wise Children office. The first thing that I do most days is try and make sure that I know what everybody else in the office is doing um, and try and make sure that all the things they're doing seem like the things I need them to be doing to achieve everything. At the moment, there's a lot of thinking about budget so we're just getting all the costings for the set in and I spend quite a lot of time going back to our budget and working out how we can shift the money around to make it kind of all come out the same and still work um, I do a lot of talking to venues we've got 17 weeks on tour but there is still one tour week to fill so I do a lot of looking at theatres and going hmm I wonder if this would be the right theatre for this and then trying to get in touch with the artistic director and then um Actually, it's not that difficult because normally I get in touch and say, would you be interested in an Emma Rice production? And normally they go, that sounds pretty great. Um, but I do have this last week to fill, so I'm doing, doing quite a lot of work trying to sort that out. Um, I think a lot about um, marketing, publicity, social media, digital output. I think a bit about fundraising most days. So trying to have an overview of all the different kinds of things the company should be doing and then making sure that everyone in the office is helping to do them. Not much then? Nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you for an average day because I don't think you have one, Judith Dimmond. Give me an example one. of one day. Well, I had a good one last week when I went to Edinburgh and back in a day from London, which was slightly bonkers and very, very long. But I went... Are we allowed to talk about the next show? Not really, no. Keep the title. Okay. Well, I went to see an interesting possible <laughs> performance space in Edinburgh. 
how curious does that sound? That's that's a mystery. But it was really very, very interesting. And it wasn't your common old garden, let's be shown around a theatre. It involved all sorts of strange people showing me around a quite an interesting building. And I took some photographs. In fact, I saw two interesting buildings, but only one was worth really thinking about. Came back, took some pictures, took measurements, thought about things and brought all that information to you and to Poppy to discuss is this a potential idea to follow up um, so I'm sort of thinking about that which is, isn't so much about the actual making of the show it's a sort of conceit as to where a show might happen and its journey and it's like the artistic context as well, isn't it? A little bit. That 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 one is. And I and I think what's interesting about Emma Rice's shows, that that's you, um, <laughs> that they they actually maybe that's it's your background from knee high, they sort of work absolutely anywhere. And that's the beauty and the joy of them. They're incredibly accessible in that way. So when I went to see this strange space, I didn't for a moment think, well, that won't work in here, because you kind of know it it will. So that was an interesting day, very, very interesting. So it's amazing, isn't it? This tiny team is delivering on every level, is literally delivering the means, which is what you're doing a lot of that. And things like paying people, that's not easy for a new company, is it? Talk about that, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I suppose my average day, I just um, I make a very long list of things that I would like to do, and then Poppy arrives, and then I do whatever Poppy uh, tells me to do. Uh, I, I would like, I would like <laughs> to say that we then talk about the list, and I, I help Matt to prioritise the list. That's true. Yeah, I suppose I'm 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 closer to the trenches, I suppose. Um, uh, what's funny about producing offices is by the time we arrive in rehearsals lots of the work has been done 18 months earlier you know the office is always maybe 12 months ahead and is looking at getting the partnerships together for the future so it's odd at the moment that most of the creatives and actors come together for the first time we're already beyond it Um, but I'm not because I've got to set up a load of stuff for all these people starting uh, in you know on payroll Um, suddenly we go from this te- you know, the office of five that's ticking over to suddenly 30 people. Um, and, and it explodes. Yeah, and it, so it doesn't go from... It doesn't gently build. It goes quite quickly from zero to 100. And that is my job this week. So given that you lot are so talented with so many different skills, why do you choose to work in theatre? I... Oh, yeah, you go. Which is... I, I think it's... Um, well... For me, I knew from the age of three I wanted to be in the theatre, I mean, really, really early. And actually, I would say that I feel very lucky that I knew that because when you're growing up, your friends never know. You know, you get into, you go to college, what, school, college or whatever. I mean, I, I had friends in their 20s, 30s and still now who don't know what they do, want to do or are unhappy doing it. So I felt very grateful that that is what I wanted to do and, and knew from an early age. If you... Uh, just very, very passionate about it as, a, as an art form. I've, I've been on the boards, I've done that bit. I've been in a country in Western Double Act for my equity card, fantastic. Um, thought I might want to be a director, but actually I love filing and organising and it's incredible to be part of 
um, a machine, a very small machine that can make an artist's work happen. I would say the same thing. I've always loved the theatre, but I never, I was never an actress or a director or a. Um, somehow, I sort of loved the world, but never loved those things because, like Judith, I, I love spreadsheets. I love budgets. For me, the budget is the most creative part of the project. The bit where you sit down and you make the budget, and in doing so, you realise all the steps you're going to have to take and all the things you're going to have to think. It's like the first perfect list. Um, so, so yes, I'm a strange mix of someone who loves the theatre and loves organisation. Yeah, also, I think both of us really love the idea of... Um, that's the way we work quite well together. We're quite interested in money, not not particularly for ourselves, but making everything balance and also fundraising for it. I mean, we are not frightened to ask for it in 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 corners that you know a lot of, you know that you wouldn't necessarily. We're slightly unconventional about about fundraising. We just think, well, why don't we try that, or why don't and we just ask? And that's we're because not... we really, really care about it yeah. as well. So we're you know convinced that it's worth funding and that people should see its value and get excited by it too. And I think it makes it easier to ask people for money for something you really believe in and that you really love. It's yeah. really inspirational. <laughs> it really is. It's so wonderful. It is an so absolute good. joy to work for someone who's making work that you really love though as well because we do we end up interacting with people who you know work for work in the theatre love the theatre but have to work on some really stinky productions or you know there is a lot of bad stuff out there and if you love the theatre I think you often end up working on just whatever because you just take a job and to work for someone who just it's an absolute delight to see what they're making and you just feel really excited about it it's, that's cool I think I think that's I think that's um, not totally yeah, usual I mean, yeah it isn't it is really incredible just to hear just to come in here and just to hear those voices singing it made my the hairs stand up on my arms it's really beautiful I should say that this is the first day of rehearsals that we're having this conversation <laughs> so we're all a bit excited aren't we we're like cats in the wind yes, the honeymoon. <laughs> Come on, Matt, why are you in theatre? Uh, yeah, very similar to Judith. I knew, not quite as young as three, <laughs> maybe when I was, like, 15 or something. Yeah, I, I kind of knew. didn't feel like I made a decision. It mm. sort of, it made it for me. I, you know, I, there was nothing else I was going to do. Did you all um, go to university? Yes, I yeah. did. Yeah. And what did you read? I studied theatre studies at Bristol. Um, it was quite an academic course. It's not very. Pra- it wasn't an acting course. It was kind of like almost a literature course. Um, but I did study theatre. About you, Matt? I did philosophy at Bristol, oh. and I ignored it. I got very angry at it. I had a I had a philosophical disagreement with the whole thing, and then started doing plays instead. I studied history of art at the University of Manchester because I love art and I was in the same building as the drama department and used to make all their programmes and posters and things but always very involved with the drama department. So before we finish, will you tell me what the worst bit of your job is? The worst bit of my job is... Oh, my God, actually, the worst bit of my job is if you... I have had to sack a couple of people in in my working life and that is absolutely horrible and not something I ever want to do ever again but on a more that doesn't happen very often on a more sort of day-to-day thing the worst bit of my job is that I'm always having to lug things places and every every sort of year and as, as I get older and I like you know maybe progress up in my career I think well maybe there's going to be a point at which I'm no longer carrying enormously heavy bags full of nonsense stuff 
and it never happens. It seems I'm always carrying nonsense stuff around the place, and I don't really begrudge it, but because you know, it has, but sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, oh come on, there must be a point at which I'm not going to be carrying. You'll just around. get older, and you'll put them in your car. That's the only <laughs> difference. You just won't instead of taking them on public transport. Well, it's been about 12 years now that I've been thinking, when is this going to stop? Well, I remember taking um, bags, 36 frozen. Um, croissants and <laughs> pain au chocolat because it was cheaper than buying them fresh getting up really really early one morning cooking them all in my oven and taking there was more than 36 there, was bag, I did, there were bags of them so that we could have a lovely start to a rehearsal um, some, on some show but it was a, a cost saving exercise and I did think I'm an idiot why have I bothered to do this who cares whether you know nobody nobody knew I'd done that got up at like this, four in the morning, morning to defrost this my cousin. I cycled up that hill from the bottom of the thing with uh, sixteen bananas, twenty apples, a six pinter of milk, uh, uh, my computer, eight boxes of grapes, a bo- two boxes of strawberries, and four big bunches of flowers on my bicycle, and I was like, what am I? Why have I? She looked like Miss Jean Brody yeah. though. She looked amazing. <laughs> Worst bit of the job, Matt? I, I, I don't really have one, and that sounds cliche. I've done enough really rubbish jobs, and I do think if you're going to work in theatre, it does help beforehand to do some really bad jobs. Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, whenever it gets really bad, you're just like, well, you know, it's not that bad. Is it? I think it is. You know, whatever, whatever bad stuff happens, you do sometimes think, well, it is only theatre, so yeah. it's only a show. going to die. But also, what it, what's hard is when you work really, really, really hard, and then the show that you're working yeah. on is terrible. Okay. Don't say that. Well, I, I, that's, not yes. I that's not going to happen here. That's not going to happen here. I suppose it's the worst thing that can happen to all of us. Yes. Don't you always sort of love them, though, anyway? If you well, you do, because you, if you've, yeah, you do, you, and then you're even more upset because yeah. everybody else isn't loving it, and you know what yeah. it's taken yeah. to get and you can there. sort of see that it's not really very good, but you kind of love it anyway. You love it, because so. you love all the people involved, yeah. because you've made relationships with them. All right, hopefully this is an easier question. What's the best bit of your job? Well, that is a hard question, because I do just love my job so much. And you've already said spreadsheets. And I've yeah. already said budgets. I've got budgets, that's the best bit of my job uh, the people yeah yeah people <laughs> I'm just much more human than you are let's face it <laughs> yeah it's just working in theatre isn't it it's not like there's a single thing I you know it's the, it's all the parts that add up to something that is working in a, in a dream job it's a challenge and when it works it's brilliant I do love the bit where you're you've been working on a show for you know 18 months and finally it opens and you get through the sort of slightly stressful preview period and you get to the bit where you can just stand at the back of the theatre see the curtain go up and see it start and you can tell that the audience is loving it and then you can just go out and have a gin and tonic in the bar and just let it go well i'm gonna wind this up because one of my favorite things of my job is the first day of rehearsals and i'm gonna get back to them thank you all so much (laughs) 